Summer means flip-flops and sandals at Jesse Brown's. Check out some of the finest in the biz with Olakai, Chaco, Keen, and Hari Mari, all available at the South's original outdoor specialty store, Jesse Brown's, and the new website, www.jessebrowns.com. Come on in. The listening is fine. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Your hosts are in Studio D as we speak. The one on the right, Wes Lawson. And the one on the left, of course, is Bill Barty enjoying the air conditioning because it has been hot, Bill. Man, it has been hot. And, of course, here as we talk about things to do in our Carolina Outdoors The weather makes a difference, and you can go back and listen to previous episodes. In fact, last week we spoke a bit about how to enjoy the Carolina outdoors safely while enjoying hikes and that sort of thing, when to go, um, how to go, and who to tell where you're going, just a few of those things. Of course, uh, the heat brings that to us, but... It also brings times for people who are vacationing, who are out of school, who may be off of work, who are looking to take up a new sport during the warmer weather months. And, um, in fact, there was a contribution to the Washington Post, West that came up earlier. It was a primer to help newbies enjoy the outdoors. Rachel Walker is the one who submitted it. And, of course, hiking is a sport that we almost all can do no matter the generation, the age, the gender, the anything, it is, it's a sport that we can do one after another. But there, in, at Jesse Brown's, we have found this. There is a lot of misinformation involving taking a hike. Yes. And I felt that that was something that we here on the Carolina Outdoors could could comment on, speak on for our listeners who are listening to the Carolina Outdoors on how they can get started hiking and what really constitutes a hike Mm. and one thing it it, that it does not constitute is purchasing a lot of very expensive gear unless you want to (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean at at its very (laughs) most basic bill it we're going for a walk yes we're going for a walk outside probably up and down some hills maybe in an off camber so less than level situation you, you, you're right. You don't have to go out and break the bank or rob one to go do this. Um, but there are some really good basic pieces of gear to have. Um, I always like to start bottom up mm-hmm. and think about good footwear, which I won't even get into brand because it's about the, the shoe that works best for you. And shoes and socks, the right ones, make the biggest difference. Um We've certainly seen a big interest in hiking over the years, especially the last two years. Wouldn't you say, Bill? Yes, I would say so. And, Wes, uh, get ready for the cringe because when you, I, just like you, believe in starting uh, bottom up with footwear. So get ready for the cringe Mm. because I often say, and I like that you said footwear. You didn't say hiking boots. Correct. You said footwear. And that is because these days um, a hiking boot can be a low-top very approachable, protective, yet supportive, yet comfortable um, thing that you lace up on your feet. But it also includes the other thing, and here it comes. We have priceless feet, and we have valuable boots or shoes 
and the conduit of the relationship between them are the socks. Mm-hmm. So having proper socks mated with those feet, mated with those those shoes or boots is very important because that foundation of support and protection and comfort makes the rest of your body happy when there's not a problem with blisters or with uh, soggy socks or drooping socks or hot spots, not even blisters, hot spots. And the support part, many people think of, of just ankle support, but what it really comes into play is with your body style, your not just your foot style, but also your body style. For instance, a 250-pound man may need um, um, more boot, more support than, you know, a 98-pound man. No matter what they're carrying in a backpack or a day pack, it is their body type that helps demand what framing of boot or shoe that they they may purchase. You're right. And, you know, frequently whenever I'm doing a shoe or a boot fitting, one of the things I start with is asking somebody, do you have any foot, ankle, or knee concerns? Mm. Because some shoes will affect that more. And I will oftentimes volunteer that, you know, I have at least one, if not two, really bad knees. I like a really supportive shoe. Part of that, too, is I have very high arches. So I Mm. like a shoe with a lot of arch support. I'm a happier person when I have those. But to your earlier point, you know, shoes and boots now are nowhere near as heavy and cumbersome as they were. So you don't have to worry about carrying six pounds on your feet. Most of these trail hiking shoes we have now, these light hikers, the the bottom, the sole and the, the midsole are from a boot, but the rest looks like a running shoe. They're quite comfortable. You can log many more miles than you thought possible while still being comfortable, supported, protective, all of that. You know, Bill, one of the other things I like to talk about when we go hiking or when someone's getting ready to go hiking is trekking poles or are trekking poles. I, I think they are very beneficial. You certainly don't have to have them, but you, when properly using them, are about 30% more efficient. It's great for your lower, lower body. Um, but I think for what we're talking about, Bill, what's most important other than footwear is going to be hydration. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And and b- b- before we leave footwear, of course, you and I, we fit people. The staff uh, that we work with fit people in proper footwear, making sure it fits and is the right category for their pursuit. But many of our listeners and many of our clients may already have proper footwear mm-hmm. in their closet, yeah. in their home. Use them. They don't need to be um, overly intimidated by making a brand new purchase just because they're going for a hike. It may already be in the home. Um, We're glad to look at shoes and and give advice on Mm -hmm. if you do have the proper footwear for the proper undertaking. But you're right. Beyond that, once we move along from that, hydration is a big deal. So before you go for a hike, do take a water bottle. Everybody's got some semblance of a water bottle. At Jesse mm-hmm. Brown's, we have two different kinds, generally. One is a reservoir, uh, a bladder system that goes slides into your backpack, your day pack. The other one are simply um, Nalgene water bottles, almost, unbr- almost unbreakable water bottles. If you do break one and send it back, they'll send you a new one and a sticker. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. if you're going for a longer hike, definitely consider having a hydration system, a reservoir 70 to 100 ounces of water delivered through a straw. You can you can onboard liquid faster. You can carry it more balanced, easier on you. Uh, and I would also say before you go, make sure you begin the hike hydrated. 
Mm-hmm. So you want to start that process before because once you become thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So start early and keep sipping throughout the hike uh, and consider every now and then having some sort of a electrolyte solution in there. It could be just a diluted Gatorade if you need to because as it does get hotter and you sweat out those vitamins and minerals, your body will appreciate that. You've heard us speak about taking um, synthetic clothing or mm. clothing that will wick sweat and dry quickly. Again, that's something that we sell at Jesse Browns, jessebrowns.com. But it's also something these days that many people may already have in their closet. What about manners and how to act in our outdoors? Many of the people resist a hiking trip, especially people new to the sport because of the unknown. They don't know if they need to to take a class to learn how to hike. We would say no. All you need to do is have a place. Uh, uh, our greenways are a great place because they are pre-mapped locally here. You can go to Carolina Thread Trail and check out those maps. We have maps at Jesse Brown's. But the respecting of others, that's listed in the Washington Post um, 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 contribution, is leaving no trace, respecting others who are going to come after you, make it look better. Even our sign-off of the Carolina Outdoors is make it look a little bit better than you found it. If you're hiking with an animal, of course, pick up after that animal, but also pick up after yourself. And then, um, you know, Enjoy the outdoors, but respect the people that you will encounter outdoors as well, and they'll expect the same from you. Yeah, so if you are going to, you know, if you come up on people when you're hiking, let them know that you're about to pass them. Give them plenty of lead time politely so you don't startle anybody. If anybody is coming down the trail, give them space as well. And consider leaving your uh, boombox behind. Remember those? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's great to have a soundtrack in life, but. Um, your soundtrack is not mine, and it doesn't need to be. So I want to enjoy the outdoors without having to listen to uh, what you got going on in your in your boombox. Um, other thing too about pets, Bill, is whenever um, you take your animal out with you, make sure you're following uh, leash laws as well. Not everybody likes y- your pet. It's just fact it, of life. It is a fact, but. Nonetheless, no matter what, of course, Wes Lawson there, Bill Barty here, we are available to you at the home base of Jesse Brown's Outdoors. You can contact us over there, uh, located in the heart of Charlotte's Shopping District at Jesse Brown's. And you can also ping us at jessebrowns.com. We'll answer any questions because at the end of the day, we want you to get out there and adventure and enjoy a hike in our Carolina Outdoors. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. You're waking up early via the airways of WBT as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard. And many of you are also joining us via podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. An update on Yellowstone National Park. Since last week's report on the closures at Yellowstone Park, some additional information and developments have come to light. Here's an update. Visitors started lining up for allowable visits to the partially reopened park after the record floods and excess snowmelt from previous weeks. Park managers, who ordered out nearly 10,000 visitors from the nation's first national park in mid-June, are now allowing access back in, employing a system which grants cars with license plates containing odd-numbered last digits the ability to enter the park on odd days. License plates with even-numbered last digits can enter on even days. This is helping to manage the number of visitors and flow of traffic while road, bridge, and infrastructure repairs are underway. 
groups of visitors traveling together in separate cars are exempt from the license plate entrance allowance system, as well as people with reservations at campgrounds and hotels in the park. While many of the park's top attractions, such as the iconic geyser, Old Faithful, are again accessible, many more of the features and wildlife in the northern half of the park will be shuttered at least into early to mid-July. No matter what one's western travel plans to Yellowstone might be, expecting traffic will be essential. Thousands of visitors are expected to flock to the park during the height of this midsummer busy travel season. Last year, 4.9 million visits into this now 150-year-old park were tallied. This has been a report on Yellowstone National Park, brought to you by Jesse Brown's Outdoors.